0: Hi, I'm James Schofield, the writer of the stories in Season 2 of this podcast, Behind the Bottom Line. Can I ask you a question? What do you really know about the people you work with? What I've learned is that everybody has an unusual story to tell about themselves. These stories might be funny, sad, or frankly weird, And over the years, I've turned these people and events into short stories for various magazines. In each episode of Behind the Bottom Line, I read you my original story, and afterwards I tell you something about its real-life background. So let's hear today's story, The CBO, and find out the path to success in any corporation. The CBO. When I heard that Professor Thomas Kozlowski was coming to campus, I was desperate to meet him. Kozlowski was business guru to the business gurus, as the US media often described him. The man was a living legend. Advisor to corporations and governments, inventor of the concept of turbo management, and world famous for his economics text non-linear descriptions of linear relationships. The professor had done everything, gone everywhere, and met everybody. Luckily for me, Kozlovsky was coming to town to visit the dean who had been a student of his. As editor of a small college newspaper in Alabama, where the most exciting thing I'd written about was when classes were cancelled because of snow, this was a dream come true. Though at first, It was something of a nightmare. Professor, I began after the dean had introduced us. What's your proposal for reducing the US trade deficit with China? Miles, he said, if I'm going to talk about the business world, I need a drink. I took him to my favourite bar in town, which was a mistake, because it was also the favourite bar of our college baseball team who'd just won a game and the professor was a huge baseball fan. He spent three hours discussing home runs, strikeouts, and a million other things with them. I was just about to ask him what he thought the best way to regulate Wall Street would be when the team invited him to a party held by one of the fraternities on the campus. I lost him halfway through a drinking contest, and it must have been about four in the morning before I found him again, fast asleep on the couch. A cheerleader had her head on his shoulder and her arms around his neck. I was able to free the professor, and we tried to find our way to the dean's house. Miles, he said after falling over the same tree root twice, I need to sit down. We sat on a bench watching the moon. I tried to think of something intellectual to ask, but my head was a sea of beer and vodka. There was only one question that kept floating to the top. Professor, I asked finally, I, I hope this doesn't sound too stupid, but what's business really like? I mean, I've only ever been a student. Some day I'll have to work somewhere. What's it like working for a large international firm? He laughed loudly, and was then silent for a while. Miles, he said after a pause, there are only three groups of people in an organisation. He reached into his jacket pocket and pulled out a can of Budweiser, opened it, drank deeply, then passed it to me. Firstly, he explained, you have the cows. You give them grass, and they make milk, cream and butter. They're the producers. They create value for the company. Secondly, you've got the wolves. They look after the cows. They make sure that the cows are in the right place, have enough grass and are milked regularly. The cows do what the wolves say and the little wolves do what the big wolves say. Finally, you've got the most important group of all, the butterflies. I laughed so hard that I choked on my beer. He hit me on my back until I could breathe again. You have to realise, Miles, life isn't much fun for cows or wolves. The cows are afraid of the wolves because of their sharp teeth and the wolves have problems not only with the cows who don't always do as they're told but also with each other. Big wolves bite little wolves And sometimes there are fights until one of them runs away. But when cows and wolves see the butterflies, they all say, Oh, how beautiful! They forget their problems and can concentrate on their work. I said, yes, but but who are they? I can see the cows are workers and the wolves are managers. But who are the butterflies? The trainers. Newsletter writers moderators, event organisers, and the other communication experts. In other words, the ones who help the cows and wolves feel that what they're doing has a purpose. Butterflies have only one natural enemy. Who's that? (laughs) Management consultants who are there to downsize the company, said the professor. They hate butterflies. The management consultants might shoot a cow if it's not producing enough milk, or drive out a few lazy wolves, but they chase all the butterflies away. He stood up and tried unsuccessfully to walk in a straight line. Well, that's not so good, is it? I said, following. It's best to be a cow or a wolf, then. Do you think so? he answered. After six months with no butterflies, the cows and wolves become so depressed that they're ready to kill themselves. So then, because the big wolves don't know how to solve the problem themselves, they decide to have a team-building workshop. They invite a butterfly in to do the event, and within another six months, the company's full of butterflies again. Do you need to belong to only one group? I asked. At the start of your career, you can try to find out what role suits you best, but then you have to make a decision and stick with it. Because if nobody is sure whether you're a cow, a wolf or a butterfly, nobody will trust you. We arrived at the door of the dean's house. With difficulty, he put a key in the lock. But what about you, Professor? What are you? He stood there for a moment, trying to focus his eyes his hair all wild beer stains down his shirt and the cheerleader's lipstick on his cheek butterfly of course a big one though I'm a CBO CBO? well you've probably heard of CEOs but I'm a CBO Chief Butterfly Officer and then he fluttered off to bed first off I hope that everybody who is listening is grateful that I didn't attempt to do an American accent for this story. I think the results would have been very embarrassing. But everybody who knows me will recognize that um, of the three character types described in the CBO, cow, wolf, and butterfly, I am very much a butterfly. Um, but the CBO is really a kind of Summary of my philosophy of of business, Um, probably be surprised to learn that uh, way back uh, I did half of an MBA Um, and the bits of the MBA that I really enjoyed the organizational theory and management styles and so on were great um, where I fell down was somewhat on the accountancy uh, as my bank balance still reflects unfortunately um, but um, I developed at that time a, a, a big interest a big reading interest in the whole topic of management um, and organizations and how they work and so I've done quite a lot of reading on topics of management styles and organisations. Um, and uh, amongst, uh, and apart from all the classics from Peter Drucker uh, and Cotter and so on, John Cotter, um, a, a book which I found really interesting to read was a book by Joel Bakken called the, the Corporation, The Pathological Pursuit of Profit and Power. Um And which takes a very dim view of uh, corporations, basically sees them as psychopathic. Another book I like very much was a book called The Sociopath Next Door by Martha Stout. Uh, And according to her, something like 4% of people are actually sociopaths. What's interesting, though, is that this figure rises to 20% uh, when you look at CEOs. Mm, So maybe Joel Bakken has something there when he thinks that corporations are actually psychopathic. Um, But anyway, um, various uh, books influence my my perspective of how organisations are divided up into these three groups of cows, wolves and, and butterflies. Um, and also my experience, my experience working in, in different organizations which have gone through um, reorganizations and transformations and outsourcing and restructuring. Um, and so I've seen actually uh, how it works in organizations, how uh, what happens when when there is a big change in big uh, big reorganization. And I have to admit, in the CBO, uh, the people who don't come out of it very well are the the management consultants. Um, And I actually have a a lot of time for management consultants, Um, some of my best friends are management consultants, I would say. Um, And they're very super bright people uh, often, and they work incredible hours. And uh, when you are working with them, one is normally very grateful for the uh, amount of effort that they put in. but I do think they have this perspective, or they, because they come from outside, um, they do rather have this perspective of not being able to see the value of, of the butterflies. Um, and as a, as a butterfly myself, um, I find this rather offensive. Um, so this is probably why the management consultants don't come out of CBO particularly well. I do think it's interesting, though, I think it is important in uh, any organisation that you have this ecosystem, that you have this balance, um, and that you need people who are able to connect the wolves and the cows, because, I mean, let's face it, most of the time, most of the things that you have to do in your job um, are not so much fun, Um, and Somebody who is able to um, help you look at things differently, help give you a different perspective, I think is is extremely helpful and useful. And that is why I argue very strongly that the role of the butterfly is severely underestimated uh, in most organisations, most corporations. Um, and I look forward to the day when CBO, Chief Butterfly Officer, is a genuine role on the board of a company. I think I probably have to wait for quite some time, um, because I don't think anybody's going to buy into this theory of mine. Uh, however, if they do, remember, you heard it here first. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Behind the Bottom Line. Please subscribe on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcast or whichever app you use to make sure you never miss an episode. And tell your friends, write an online review Or write to me directly at james.rupert.schofield at gmail.com to let me know what you think. Until the next episode of Behind the Bottom Line, this is James Schofield saying goodbye.